1: Dobry večer, and welcome to the Bohemican Podcast with Pete Coleman and Travis Doe.
0: Good evening and welcome to spring on the Bohemican Podcast. It felt like a very long winter, but now we are done with the cold, and now it's time to usher in the spring season here in Czechia. Hi, I'm your host Pete Coleman. Our loyal listeners may be familiar with our previous shows on Czech spring traditions, such as Easter celebrations, making pomlaska whips, or creating bonfires of imaginary witches to burn to welcome in the spring season. The ceremonial witch burning tradition is our topic tonight as we take you to one of our many celebrations held in Prague today, April 30th, 2017. It is called Cherodonica, and it is the modern form of a once ancient celebration rekindled for modern sensibilities throughout all of Europe. Today's Czech version of the spring festivities starts off as a kid-friendly focus during the daylight hours, and then turns into a party for adults with plenty of beer and music through the midnight hour. If you want to check out our YouTube Bohemian Podcast channel, you can get an idea of the sights and sounds of Cerro Travis and I recorded the event in the Prague suburbs of Hodov back in 2015. We're taking part in in, a witch burning festival here today. Now what that means is the ushering out of winter and ushering in of spring on April 30th, 2015. It's kind of a a neat experience uh, to get over the idea of witch burning, we're burning a witch in effigy to get the idea that we're getting rid of winter. So people in the local communities throughout all of Prague and throughout all of Bohemia We'll come in and, and uh, give uh, uh, bonfires to, to cook uh, uh, bratwurst and beer and uh, drum circles and a whole lot of uh, other activities. You'll see a lot of kids dressed up as you would think in, uh, in America, dressed up before Halloween in witches costumes and whatnot. And the culmination will uh, take part later on tonight uh, when we're actually burning a witch in effigy to get rid of the wintertime and bring in spring. So it's going to be a very interesting night tonight. We're glad you're with us and I hope you enjoy the program this evening.
2: Burning a couple of witches right here. No, wait a minute. They're rocks. Reminds me of a little bit of a redneck shindig back home. I don't, think, I don't understand what they're saying. So, again, it reminds me of back home. Um, the beer's good, I assume. I haven't had mine yet. There you go. Uh, they probably do this to burn away the evil winter spirits and bring forth the summer. That's my guess. I think all old pagan rituals are basically bad, right? Yeah. <laughs> Kill the old winter gods, bring men. Yeah. Sounds no? good. Does that sound right
0: wrong? Witch's night, known as Czerodonice in Czech, is probably better known by its German name of Walspurgisnacht. The Czech's witch's night is rooted in pagan tradition to stamp out the forces of winter. Those pagans believed the spirits of winter were at their strongest on April 30th. Lighting up the witch in effigy apparently wards them off. The ancient pagan festival can be traced back to its roots to pre-Christian farmers and shepherds that viewed May 1st as the beginning of the first half new year. Moving from winter into spring allowed for the expulsion of the winter chill. Later people would make large pyres to light them on fire and burn the evil out of the winter season. And this took the form of burning the symbolic witch. Czechs used to believe that the power of the witches would weaken as the weather got warmer, so they thought if they made something that looked like a witch and burned it, they could finally get rid of the cold weather.
2: So, places, you know, events like this are happening all around Prague tonight. From downtown, there's huge ones to where they burn some of the biggest witch effigies, to smaller kind of gatherings like this, where it's more of a barbecue setting. Um, still a historic building around, but um, very different atmosphere than some of the ones downtown that are super crowded. This is more of like a neighborhood block party, I don't know, but it is is—it is a rich tradition. Like, it has been happening for a very long time, and I wonder if people even realize why it's happening these days, because it's so far removed from their roots, but it is really neat that they still do this and this is still going on. So.
0: As dusk approaches, the rhythm of the drum circle slows to a stop and the crowds temporarily vacate the area so the witch pyre can be assembled and the wood can be stacked on high for the ceremonial lighting. Children start to become more and more impatient, waiting for the highlight of the evening to begin. The night gives way to the propping up of the straw witch and the fire brings the warmth. This ceremony is mirrored in many other European nations with a common historic thread of an unusual event whereas a Catholic saint became an adopted pagan icon. Walpurga was a nun from Britannia that went to Germany in the 8th century to found several holy houses. After a pious life, she was buried in Eichstadt where it is said that her healing oil trickled out from her rock tomb. This miracle would later lead to her canonization in 870 AD. This miracle reminded men of the faithful dew which fell from the manes of the Valkyrie's horses. And when one of the days sacred to her came on May 1st, the wedding day of Frau Hulda, the sun goddess, the people thought of her as a Valkyrie and identified her with Hulda. Much like a Valkyrie, she rode armed on her steed, as she scattered like Hulda spring flowers and fruitful dew upon the fields and vales. When these deities fell into disrepute, Walpurga became a pagan icon that swept the sky on the eve of May 1st and met afterwards on the mountaintops to sacrifice and adore Hulda, the sun goddess, as the priests had sacrificed for the prosperous season and a bountiful harvest. So this night was called Walspergus Night or Walpurga's Nacht when evil beings were abroad and with them human worshippers who still guarded the old faith in secret. On Walspergus Night, Precaution must be taken against witches who may harm the cattle. The stable doors are locked and sealed with these crosses. Sprigs of ash, hawthorn, juniper, and elder, once sacred to the pagan gods, are now used as protection against them. Horseshoes are nailed prongs up on the threshold over the door. Holy bells are hung over the cows to scare away the witches, and they are guided into the pasture by a goat, which is also to be blessed. In Germany, the holiday is based on folklore in which witches flew on brooms to Brocken, the tallest mountain in the country's north, to celebrate spring's arrival. According to local mythology, the said witches and warlocks gathered on Waspurgisnacht at locations throughout the Harns Mountains near Thale before flying off to the top of Brocken on broomsticks or goats. There they recount the year's evil deeds and top off their stories with a bacchanalian frenzy said to represent copulation with the devil. If this sounds familiar, it may be because many of the works of the Brothers Grimm were inspired in this location. North of Germany and Sweden, residents of Stockholm gather at the Open Air Museum in the afternoon to stay until midnight on April 30th. There, the celebration is known as the Feast of Valborg and is treated more as a spring welcome than a time of witches, being marked with bonfires and choral singing across the country. As college classes wrap up their semesters, the students use this time to unwind with Wahlberg celebrations. In the city of Uppsala, students gather early for a champagne breakfast, followed by a makeshift boat race down the river Frisj. And this is followed by barbecue and more drinking and festivities throughout the entire day. Over in Finland, Wasbergis night is known as Vapu, and it's one of the big four annual holidays other than Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, and Midsummer, particularly for students. Vapu celebrations begin in the evening of April 30th and continue the following day and are centered around drinking, including Sima, which is a low-alcoholic mead, and sparkling wine. The following day is celebrated with dishes such as gravlaks, pickled herring, and a special May Day fritter for dessert. Estonia and Poland also follow similar traditions, with the lighting of wooden pyres on fire and setting up a festival atmosphere with food, drink, and a parade. So in all, the Czechs are in good company when it comes to these spring celebrations. Chero has morphed into a day of amusements, beer and bratwursts, and much-needed sense of warmth by the bonfire and the chilly spring night air. Bonfires across Czechia, from small villages to the larger cities, glow bright tonight with the hopes of a sunnier, warmer weather on the way. That should wrap up our program tonight, as we hope you have enjoyed our insights on Chero once again, feel free to visit our Bohemian YouTube channel for a visual documentation of tonight's podcast. We have several other videos for you to explore on the YouTube Bohemian Podcast channel. Be sure to subscribe. So for Travis Dow, I'm Pete Coleman saying the Bro Nuts from Prague.
1: You have been listening to the Bohemian Podcast with Pete Coleman and Travis Dow. Visit bohemican.com for more information on this episode, other episodes, and much more information about history, traditions, and culture in the Czech Republic. Find us on iTunes, subscribe, and review, and don't forget to rate us. We would love to hear from you. Send comments, ideas, and corrections on our comments page on bohemican.com, or get in touch via Facebook or Twitter. Tune in to our sister podcast, History of Alchemy, which is also on iTunes, or on historyofalchemy.com. Until next time on the Bohemian podcast, thank you for listening.